TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys. I am Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damian Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. And today we thought we'd talk a little bit, something, something fishy. So we're going to talk something fishy today. There's been a lot of questions um, on the internet and actually from patients as well and from fans about, you know, the types of fish oils that we should have um, or should we even have fish oil? Can we digest fish oils? Blah, 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 blah. We thought we'd dedicate a whole episode on fish. So Damien, biggest question asked, uh, obviously most people will be asking is why do we need even fish oil and why is it so important? And let's start with that. All right, great question. Thanks, LT. You asked it as if it was anybody off the street asking that question. So, great question. Uh, <laughs> actually, there's a couple of other things that go with that. So, um, there's at the moment, there's the question to not only a fish oil, but what about krill? People have been talking about krill oil. Um, and so, we will cover that today in our podcast. But I think it's important to understand that. Uh, in our chemistry and our makeup and the way in which our nervous system is actually assembled. There's a number of different oils that we require in order to build these things. And not only that, certain oils in our diet actually have a role to play in the mediation of inflammation, the stimulation of manufacturing of hormones, and also the moderation of other chemicals within the brain that can uh, assist us with either being happy or sad. And so I know that all I've done really is just summarize their three key functions of keeping your omega balance right. But I think it's important to understand that we can get the oils that we need from multiple different sources. And to say that we should ignore one source over another is possibly a little bit dismissive, but it's also um, a bit dangerous, I think, to say that you shouldn't have uh, or you should only get your oils from one source. So... If that all sounds like gobbledygook, play it again. But what I want to say is that fish oils appear to be the most easy form of omega-3 fatty acids for humans to um, process, utilize, and get benefit from. And then from there, and then moving backwards, moving down the scale, there's a whole range of other um, products or a whole range of other types of um, foods that that deliver omega-3 fatty acids to the human body but in lesser and lesser and lesser amounts. And so we just need to consider what is most appropriate for human function. Yeah, and it's all about conversion really, isn't it, Damo? Like we're talking about particularly the, the, the crucial ones, which is the EPA and the DHA. And, and the research is that that, that doesn't convert well. Like the, the human body isn't a very efficient mechanism for converting that uh, or converting to EPA and DHA from the oil, from vegetable sources of, uh, of omega-3s. That's and it. So, and so what we know is that you know, some other animals are much better at that. You know, some other animals are designed to eat seeds and grains and all those sort of things. You know, if you look at a, a mouse, for instance, you know, they, mm-hmm. they, their makeup or a bird, their makeup is designed to eat lots of seeds and grains. And so they have a different mechanism there. But certainly in humans, the conversion there just isn't great. That's true. That's true. And fish, you know, fish are designed to eat kelp. And then from the kelp or from the other animals that they eat in the ocean, they can then convert and manufacture um, omega-3 fatty acids that's, that are stored in their body, in their fat, um, and also in their liver for um, other animals to get access to that will benefit from. Like a, a grizzly bear, for example, um, needs omega-3 fatty acids from the salmon that it, it catches from the cold waters as it's swimming upstream. Um, 
and it's not going to go and pick some flax seeds because it can go and get access to omega-3 fatty acids from flaxseed or chia. It's, uh, the grizzly bear is not going to want to do that. He's just going to eat a fish, which is very similar to what humans should, in fact, be doing. We should be standing by the creek bed or by the river and catching our fish fresh. But Don't you do that, Damon? Well, only when I'm hanging out with you, Brett, eh? Uh, and, I, and I tend to do that in a loincloth. I do it with my teeth. Just, just. <laughs> you, you do it with your toenails. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> but uh, so that, that's no, what we should be doing. That's what we should be doing. But we don't. We get it all. And, and here, I suppose, presents the problem that many people face. Uh, and there's ethical dilemmas here. And there's then also um, environmental dilemmas. So we've got the ethical dilemma of, oh, my gosh, I have to eat another animal in order to get access to my omega-3s. Um, I feel terrible about that. It makes my consciousness feel poisoned, blah, 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 all those sorts of things. And uh, and that can make people feel very um, disconcerted. Then, of course, there's the environmental thing. So people are going, we're ripping all of these fish out of the ocean, and that's not very, very good. Um, in fact, it's in fact we would all agree, and I know that all three of us would agree that that's very, very bad. Um, and so that has a huge, significant environmental impact by just ripping fish out of the sea and then harvesting these fish just for their oil. Then we go, well, what if we use farmed produce? And then, of course, that then opens up another can of worms to some extent understanding, well, then how then do we get a quality fish oil from a fish that's been fed grain or fed pellets? How then do we get or or soy or whatever else? You know, is there oil then less good for us? And, uh, And so then that opens up a whole other conversation. But then we have to then go way up. Well, if we don't then get it from these animal sources, is our body fully equipped and able to then go and convert the sources of omega-3 fatty acids that exist in things like chia or flaxseed or um, what are the other? Is, is there anything else like uh, walnuts, um, inka inchi, uh, all of these sorts of things? Can we efficiently get omega-3s into a form that our body can use, which is EPA and DHA, not ALA? Can we actually get access to enough to be biologically beneficial for the human? Well, and the answer is, what the, the answer, answer is, is no. The answer okay. is no. Yeah. We can't. We can't actually get it. And this, the research actually says that in order to get access to um, significant amounts of, at least adequate amounts of omega-3 fatty acids in the form of EPA and DHA, the conversion um, of of those oils from or ALA to those things is so inefficient that we'd need to be eating you know, a couple of hundred grams of linseeds every single day or a couple of hundred grams of um, of chia seeds every single day. And it's just not humanly possible or even possibly even environmentally possible to actually do that, let alone, um, you know, benefit from it. Imagine your guts. That'd be rough. Imagine how long you spend picking the things out your teeth. Oh, <laughs> imagine that. You'd be breaking teeth. Like that. Plus, the other thing a lot of people don't understand is you've got to soak these things or they've got to be broken down. So I don't know if you've ever eaten sesame seeds. Uh, no, sorry, not sesame, uh, flax seeds. I was just thinking about sesame seeds because I was watching them coming out in my mind, you know what I mean? So, but the same thing happens for flax seeds. If you don't grind them down, they're coming out whole. Your body can't break them down. Mm. Chia seeds, if you haven't soaked them beforehand, you're not going to get access to it. But, you know, for all intents and purposes, at, at your peak, if you're a bloke, at your peak, if you're a bloke, you're only going to convert around about 15% of the ALA in your body or in your diet to EPA and about 5% of it to DHA. Now, at your peak, if you're a woman, and this would mean peak woman at reproductive age will be able to convert more ALA to EPA and DHA than men. But still, that's only like 21% of the ALA being converted to EPA and around 9% into DHA. And 
it's possible that that might even be less. So it's not enough. Like we, we really need to be getting sources of EPA, DHA or omega-3 fatty acids from animal-based sources. Could we just so, answer some of those questions, like those key questions you kind of threw out there but didn't actually answer because I think a lot of people are listening to this and go, yeah, like I want those answered questions. So a couple things. Um, yep. Can you get enough fish oil by eating fish alone? Uh, I will say yes, because I would like to say that um, we could certainly do that. And the way, and it's all based on balance. And if we're trying to tip the balance in favour of a chemical balance where we have a more appropriate omega three to omega six fatty acid ratio, if if we're able to do that, which is a ratio of four to one, so we're talking about um, four sixes to one omega three. If we can get that balance about right, then we'd decrease our grain and our nuts and seed intake and would increase our fresh fish intake and we'll be able to do that. However, the modern day lifestyle often presents challenges with that in that a lot of the food that many people will continue to eat, despite listening to the Wellness Guys and that paleo show or um, even the things that I talk about that are primal uh, and, and many of the other people that we've interviewed, Mark Sisson, for example, um, people still eat grains. And as a result, their omega-6 fatty acid levels are going to be higher than what um, we can bring into our body for omega-3. So it's harder to achieve, but it can be achieved. And uh, what, just, one of the other things you need to think about, Damo, is, is the inflammation in our diets as well, or inflammation in our lifestyles, I should say. So it's, mm-hmm. it's not even just the inflammation caused by our diets. It's you know the fact that we don't move enough, the fact that we have too much stress. It's mm-hmm. you know all these lifestyle factors are switching on that inflammatory response in our body. And, and for a lot of people, probably increasing their need for those omega-3s, that anti-inflammatory effect. And so you know maybe it's just a matter of you know these. You need to look at all those aspects of your lifestyle and minimize those, so that then the the omega threes you're getting from your fish actually will be enough. And the other yeah. question too, I'm just going to throw this out there too as well, is the farm fish, you know, versus the you know ocean fish. Is the farm fish eating enough of that because they're grain fed and pellet fed and soy fed or whatever they are? Um, can we get extract enough fish oil from those type of fishes in our diet? In our diet, yeah. Probably not. Yeah. Okay. Probably not. Yeah. I, mean, I don't have the I don't have the actual numbers in terms of the farm fish versus the fresh fish. But if you look at the example of the meats, you know, if you look at the um, you know a, a, gra- a grass fed meat versus a grain fed meat, then you know the grass fed they can be up to like you know ten twenty to one ratios in terms of the omega six to the mm. omega three. Um, whereas when you look at the grain, sorry, the grass fed meats, can my my meat's mixed up here. Um, you know, they can be like two to one or four to one. You know, there's a significant difference in depending on what you feed the animal in terms of those omega-6 to omega-3 ratios. The same thing happens with eggs as well. You know, depending on whether they're free-range eggs or whether they're, you know, grain-fed chickens that are, that are making those eggs, then the ratios are substantially different. Um, and I'm sure the same thing happens with the fish. Like I said, I haven't got the actual numbers on that and I'm going to go look for those. But uh, <laughs> I, I have them in my head but in a rough sense. Yeah. And in a rough sense, there's about 50% less omega-3 fatty acid in a farm-made fish or grown fish than in a wild-caught fish. Okay. So that's, that's rough just off the top of my head from memory from looking at a study and going, oh, my gosh, that's quite significant. Um, and, you know, maybe before doing this talk today, I should have gone out and actually got that. But if you can keep that in your mind, it is about 50% less in a farm-made fish um, than a, you know, a wild-caught fish. Yeah. All right, so um, so and for a number of different reasons. One, the diet. 
to their environment. So they're not, I don't know if the water is as cold. Um, they don't have to do as much exercise. So they're not swimming against currents and tides and, you know, going out to hunt for their food. Their food's delivered to them on a plate. They don't forage in nature anymore. They're now given their stuff all by themselves. So they don't have to do much. Um, the other thing is too that some of the some of the things that they eat now are lower in omega three fatty acids. Where in the ocean they'll eat other fish that have omega three fatty acids in them. Um, they're now eating pellets made from fish that may not contain a whole lot of omega three fatty acid at all. Yeah, and you know the other thing that's really interesting. Obviously, we've spoken about the grass fed meats, and and obviously making sure you're getting grass-fed meats as opposed to grain-fed meats is going to significantly alter that ratio because of those huge discrepancies I spoke about. The other one that was really interesting when we spoke to William Davis was he was talking a lot about organ meats um, and particularly the brain, which makes sense because we're often speaking about these fats and how important they are for your brain function. So it makes sense that there's actually a high percentage of these healthy omega-3s in the brain. And so, you know, naturally, we would have actually been eating these sort of organ meats and brains and all those sort of things, which are a great source of these omega-3s. Um, and so that's, I guess, another reason why perhaps we're not getting as much in our diet as we once used to. So, you know, if you're someone who thinks you can stomach that and get into some organ meats and some grains, then I think that, <laughs> or sorry, some brains, then that'd be a good thing. And, Freudian, uh, Freudian but you know, some there, people right? are going to say, no, I'd actually, I'd rather take the capsule and maybe I'm not into brains as well. So, um, you know, there's a few different sources where you can help get this omega-3 to omega-6 ratio right. It's not just the fish. It's about looking at those other aspects, what your meat's being fed, all of those sort of things is going to make a big difference too. True, true. I mean, now, I'm, not, I'm sure we covered a lot of this already, but I think a lot of people might have missed it because, you, you know, we're talking pretty fast here. But the, what is, obviously, we know that fish oil is important, but a lot of people don't realize that the multifunction of fish oil, like what it actually, people know there's anti-inflammatory, but it's also yeah. essential for building blocks on our, our body, for our brain, our nervous system. It's pretty much for everything, in our, you know, in our body. And a lot of people yeah. don't realize that. So can we just cover quickly what they cover? And also important, there's, there's also the difference with EPA and DHA as well within fish oil, and people have sure. no idea, um, you know, in terms of what that is and why why that's important to actually look at the ratio within that within the fish oil that they're actually getting. Yeah, absolutely. Look, you can, fish oils ain't fish oils, and so if you go out to your local hardware store and you buy, you know, a big um, paint container of fish oils for ten bucks. Um, it's not going to be the same as if you go to your, you know, your practitioner down the road and get yourself a high quality fish oil. It's not going to be the same. So you've got to look at the different ratios there of how much fish oil actually exists in the capsule. And I'll go into more detail about that in a moment. Um, how much um, is actually EPA and how much is DHA? Um, in other words, is it a 30% extract, a 50% extract, or is it a 60% extra- extract? What are the other excipient oils that get put into that to hold it all together? All that's, There's a lot to look at. But to answer your question there, LT, you've got EPA, which is the fraction of fish oil that's most concerned with the regulation of inflammation within the body. Um, it's very important as a building block for the quality of the nervous system, but primarily its primary function is to decrease inflammation. That's the EPA fraction. And in terms of balance within the body, um, we have so much inflammatory action and reaction within our body on a daily basis that that's probably the oil that we burn through the most and our body's most efficient at getting access to epa over dha because we use so much epa on a daily basis in trying to get rid of just straight inflammation just that if we were to consider other functions of the fish oil uh, and then we might look at say dha which is the other part of it the other fraction of fish oil um 
we look at a multiple number of different things uh, that DHA promotes. One of those is uh, brain chemistry balance. It, we know that with DHA, it's excellent for concentration, for memory, for calming the nervous system, for nervous system regeneration. Uh, it's excellent for learning um, and so on and so forth. It's probably more of a nervous system associated oil. Now, we don't burn through as much DHA on a daily basis. However, therapeutically, DHA is often used more for things like depression, ADHD, Alzheimer's, dementia, um, autism, um, other behavioral disorders, um, sadness, depression, memory, all that sort of thing. So you've got to think about DHA as being the part that really has a strong affinity for the nervous system and everything nervous system and brain or, you know, related. Yeah, and that kind of fits in what we're saying about the omega-3s being in the brain, doesn't it? It makes sense that they'd have a big impact there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so you know, you, you, you mentioned inflammation there, Damon. It's really important, I think, for people to understand just how important inflammation is in the body. Like if you look at the research now on inflammation and, and what that affects in your body, you know, everything from you know, heart disease, we're talking cancers, we're talking um, you know, immune system function, we're talking brain health, we're talking you know, autoimmune system, gut health, like... Inflammation, when your body's got that inflammatory response, obviously, you know, joint health, all of those things, it, it affects just so much stuff systemically throughout your body that when you're getting too much of that inflammation, which for most people listening, you know, a lot of them are going to be getting too much inflammation in their body based on their I'm diet, sure. based on their lifestyle, based on, you know, perhaps their lack of exercise, those sort of things, then most of us in our modern lifestyles do have that inflammation and it, and it does just link in with so many different diseases and conditions and health issues. It's mm, really yeah. important. It's pretty much like mm. the cause of most disease. Pretty much. Inflammation. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, which is perpetuated by stress or stressors. So it's especially chronic disease. Oh, absolutely. We see it all the time. Mm. Now, a couple of key things here. Now there'll be people going, Oh yeah, but surely, um, even though you're talking all about fish and fish oil and all that sort of stuff, surely I can get it, you know, from these things. And if my diet's perfect and all that sort of stuff, then you know, I can convert it. Some authors have suggested that the ideal ratio for omega-6 to omega-3 fatty acids uh, in the body is 4 to uh, is 4 to 1 and and what we've also found from that is that what we've found in the population many people have a ratio of omega-6 to omega-3 of up to 20 to 1 and what that means is that people just generally consume too much grain in their diet like way too much grain and yep. that means that they're having, you know, two serves of grain for breakfast, for morning tea, for lunch, for afternoon tea, and for dinner. And of course, that blows out all of their chemistry significantly. And the the what that the implication for that is is huge because a diet that's rich in omega six fatty acids decreases your body's ability to convert ALA to omega three. So it, it decreases your body's ability to convert the plant based omega threes to the beneficial forms of omega-3 fatty acid, which is EPA and DHA. So if you've got a high-grain diet and then you're relying on your body to convert vegetable or plant-based omega-3 into the essential types, you're decreasing it by 40% just by eating too much grain. Now, this poses a huge problem potentially to people who are following a uh, vegan or a vegetarian lifestyle um, if they're eating too much grain. And they've got to be really, really careful with that because they're going to rely on their body's ability to convert efficiently the plant-based omega-3s into the essential omega-3s. And so they've got to be mindful of the types of grain and the grains that they eat. Um, the other thing is, too, that 
Um, if they're going to drink, if you're drinking too much alcohol, that's going to affect the way in which you convert it. Um, if you don't have enough B3, B6, vitamin C, other minerals, zinc, for example, zinc and magnesium, then you're going to be deficient in your body's ability to um, convert omega-3 from plants into the essential stuff. So again, there's another case there for using fish oils. Yeah. So, Damon, what about the krill oils? Like, I've always thought that, you know, if I was going to do this, I'd go with the fish oil rather than the krill oil, just because fish oil makes sense to me. I can, I can see that, you know, we would have once eaten fish, or, and yeah. we do still eat fish. Um, and so then the fish oil seems like a form that's going to be most suitable for the body in terms of conversion. Whereas krill oil, I always kind of look at it and think, well, I don't imagine we're eating a lot of krill traditionally. Like, that doesn't seem like something that would be very efficient to try and catch. It's, uh, you know, they're pretty small. You've got to have to catch a lot of those to get yourself a meal. And, yeah. uh, you know, what's your take on that, DK? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of krill uh, for a number of reasons. One, um, the studies that were originally done on krill that made it world famous uh, were done on rats. They were primarily rat studies. And I, I, I haven't seen any credible and I, I don't know whether or not there is any credible studies out there. There might be. I just haven't seen them yet. Um, so I'm not saying that there's none, but I'm just, I haven't seen them. Um, studies to suggest that the oil from krill is of any benefit. Um, so my my concern there is that krill oil is a waxy form of oil. Like it's waxy. It's uh, it's excellent for whales and fantastic for mammals that live underwater, but not necessarily for mammals that live on 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 the on the ground like us and we don't swim that much and so it's better for the whales i think than it is for humans the form of triglyceride or the form of oil that we've been talking about which is fish oil is a triglyceride rich form of, of oil which is really really good for us and it's an oily form it's not waxy it's more highly beneficial it also has a i would suggest a less um a, a, a significantly um, lesser impact on the environment than what we would have is if we're far, uh, harvesting and taking out of the ocean krill, which is the supply of food for the whales. You go into a you know a pharmacy or you go to a health food store is the variety of different types of fish oil. You know, especially yeah. the ones they promote on the front of the door. You know, the, mm. the cheap ones you can get for twenty bucks and you can get like a, I don't know, a million a million capsules or something. And then you get the ones in the back of the small little caps um, box or you know and then you got you know a hundred of them or something and it's way more expensive. So yep. what should our fans be looking for specifically um, in a fish oil um, that's you know justifies the the cost and also to say this is going to be good for me and knowing that every time I take it this is actually beneficial and not actually doing more harm. Yeah, great, cool. Well, from my point of view, I think that you should be buying a liquid version of fish oil rather than actually having the capsule version of fish oil. What's also really important is that the fish oil should be standardized and really clean, so it should be filtered. Um, you know, it should be that there's no excipient of, you know, the the, the manufacturing process sitting in the bottom of the bottle. You can actually see that in some of the poorer quality oils. You'll see um, sort of milky sludgy stuff at the bottom of the oil and and of the bottle and that's not ideal so you want to avoid that sort of thing the other thing that you want to make sure that you're getting is an oil that's standardized to at least 50 percent. so you're trying to get an oil that is um and and look you know that i talk a lot about innate intelligence you know that i talk a lot about um food having information and intelligence however when we consider that we're not eating our fish oil or getting access to omega-3s from our fish and we're looking at supplementing you're already 
you're going beyond innate and you're actually going into using something that's going to have an effect on the body in a supplemental form. So if you're going to buy a supplement, you're not trying to get something that's as close to food as possible. You're trying to get something that's as good as you can possibly get, which means that you're trying to get the most pure form of it. So it's got to be standardized. So we're talking about something that's at least 50% um, pure EPA, DHA. Um, it's going to be um, rich in either EPA or DHA, and it should be labelled accordingly. It should say EPA or DHA, or if it's going to be EPA, DHA, it should contain 50% of EPA, DHA, and that would mean that the other oils that are in there are still from fish oil or potentially maybe a, a plant-based carrier oil, but nothing that's going to be hugely significant. So I just want to clarify that point. So what he means by that is that in, in a 1,000-milligram capsule, this is where most people make a big big mistake with this. You ask them how many fish oils you're taking or what's the, the dosage, and everybody says 1,000 milligrams. But it's 1,000 milligrams, but each one of those 1,000 milligrams contains various forms, or not various forms, but various um, percentages of actual EPA, DHA. You actually have to look at the label to say each 1,000 milligrams contains X amount of EPA and X amount of DHA, and you've got to add those numbers up, and then you divide that by 1,000. That gives you the percentage. So what Damien's saying is basically if you have 300 milligrams of EPA, 200 milligrams of DHA, that's a 500 milligrams of EPA-DHA combination. Out of 1,000 milligrams, that's a 50% ratio. If you look at most most brands out there, especially the most famous brands and the cheaper brands, they're usually 30% or below. Mm-hmm. So you want to stick with, which means you have to take a lot more of it to get the same dosage amount or something that has a 50% or more. Now, yep. Damien, just one last question about this on the fish oil supplementation. Mm-hmm. The the things that you said, you recommend oil versus capsule. Okay. Now, for obviously, you know, for certain reasons, but what if the person says, I don't like, you know, I just can't handle the taste of the fish oil. I just don't like, you know, whatever their excuses. Is capsule okay? And how yeah. much dosage are we talking about? Per day. It's it's okay. It's okay. You can do capsules for sure. Um, from an ease point of view, I find that taking a high quality liquid form of fish oil means that you can take around about a teaspoon a day and you've got bucket loads, you've got truckloads. In order to get access to the equivalent amount of omega-3 fatty acids from, say, flaxseed oil, so if I was going to take a teaspoon of fish oil, high quality fish oil, I would need about five um, tablespoons of flaxseed oil. So that's quite a lot, right? So we're talking like five tablespoons of flaxseed oil to one tiny teaspoon of fish oil in terms of its, of its, of its quality. In order to get the same or the equivalent amount of um, oil from tablets or capsules, if you're using the same brand, if you're using a good quality uh, liquid fish oil and then you get the capsules that are uh, also of the same quality, you'd be looking at using around about seven to eight capsules to five mils of fish oil liquid pure. Now, what that means is that the good quality capsules, you should be having around about one capsule for every 10 kilograms of body weight. If you're looking, if you then can, if you extract that out and you go to the 30% extracts of the of the pretty ordinary cheaper stuff that you were just mentioning then before LT, you're looking at having somewhere between 10 and 15 capsules a day in order to get the same equivalent effect as one teaspoon of a liquid fish oil. So, Damo, you spoke before about the purification and the importance of that, uh, you know, fish oil being pure, but. You know, one of the things we've sort of seen, I guess, in the supplement industry over time is that very often we'll bring out individual supplements and then what yep. we'll realize later on is that actually when we find that stuff in nature, we find it with different nutrients and different vitamins that actually help yep. us absorb and utilize it and all those sort of things. I mean, yeah. is that is that something we're going to find with fish oil, do you think? I mean, is it, is it possible that we're getting stuff from eating fish that we're just not going to get from having just a capsule? 
Yeah, absolutely. You're much, you're much better off eating the whole fish for sure, and eating the brains and eating the you know the organs within the fish. And but most of us don't eat that. We just eat the flesh of the fish. And some of us will eat the skin of the fish, which is where, of course, the omega three is. But many of us will actually cook the salmon. Um, and if you're cooking the salmon, then you've actually just denatured the omega three fatty acid anyway. So you've really got to have your salmon raw, and you're eating the skin to get access to it. Now, back in caveman days, when you were first born. Bredo, um, you would you would have actually been able to do that. But these days, most people don't find fish skin that palatable. So there's a whole lot of other cofactors I think that are found in fish that enhance our body's ability to utilize um, the oils and the other nutrients that come from fish and that's the innate intelligence of the fish expressing health and well-being to our body and we don't get that in just the fish oil so having the fish oil by itself with an inappropriate diet or lifestyle is kind of like rocking up to uh, Macca's getting your cheeseburger and fries and a Diet Coke because you're on a weight loss program and then trying to top it up with heaps of supplements to, you know, so you don't feel as bad. Um, you've really got to eat a great diet that's rich in fish and, um, and, and, you know, and good quality proteins and then have your fish oil with it as well. It's a, a packed info podcast, man. There's so much stuff there. I'm sure you guys are going to have to re-listen to that a couple of times. Uh, I hope you got a lot of information on this. But guys, guess what? We are approaching our 100th episode. Yeah. real soon like i can't believe no, it. can you imagine? really soon. <laughs> yeah i can't believe it i mean uh, i still it's remember two the first years episode. it's crazy yeah it's uh it's almost two years so um we got a couple of things planned for our 100th episode um we would love to hear we've been getting so many facebook comments and messages and also personal emails and uh just from how people's lives have been changed and we've been blown away and i think those you know keep them coming because those are the things that actually drive us to you know continue on with these podcasts because it just inspires us to say you know what we're making a difference and um so brett uh, do you want to talk a little bit about our little competition that we're going to be having yeah, absolutely. We're going to have a competition. You need to head to our Facebook page to check it out. So, so check out the Wellness Guys on Facebook. And what you'll be able to see there is we're going to invite you to give us some testimonials. So what we'd really like you to do is get your computer, get your phone and record an audio testimonial because we're actually going to use some of them on our podcast show. So we want you to record an audio testimonial just telling us what you think of the show, tell us what your favorite episodes have been, but particularly tell us what you've changed as a result of the Wellness Guys and how the Wellness Guys episodes have changed your life because we know that there's out there, we've heard these stories and we love them and we want to share some of those actually on our podcast show. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick the top five and so the top five people are going to get to be aired on the podcast show but not only that, you're going to get a free copy of the audio-visual uh, presentation from our Wellness Summit that we had on the Gold Coast, which was obviously a smash hit and had really great reviews. So you're going to get a free copy of the video and the audio to that, which is going to be fantastic. And then one of the listeners is actually going to be the person who gets picked with the best testimonial. Then you're actually going to get to come on and be interviewed by us on the Wellness Guys show. So we're actually going to include that as part of our 100th episode. So make sure you get these testimonials into us within the next week because we're going to be recording this really soon. But this person is going to get interviewed by us on the show and they're also going to get a free VIP ticket to come along to the Wellness Summit in Melbourne. And that means obviously that you're not only going to get a ticket to the summit, you're going to be in the front row, you're going to get special attention from everybody. You're also going to get a, a ticket to a VIP dinner which happens after the summit which is sitting down with Damo, Lawrence and I as well as our other hosts, uh, having dinner, chatting about life, chatting about anything you want to chat about. And, uh, and so it's an awesome prize. So make sure you record a video testimonial. Uh, go to Facebook. You'll find all the details there of how to do it and where to send it in to. 
and uh, and it's going to be a great competition. We're pumped about it. Can't yeah. wait to hear your feedback. Yeah, don't be shy. You know, just grab a camera. You, um, every phone, most smartphones now can have the video where you can actually just point and shoot and or get someone to shoot a video for us. I mean, we just love to hear testimonies and it just really inspires us. And I mean, man, you, I, didn't, I thought you were going to keep on going with those prizes. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be a Keeps video or T. Audio would be good because we, we will use it for the podcast show. So yep. Even if it's just an audio, that'd be awesome. Yeah, just send it to us and uh, in any format that you can, and we'll we'll definitely take it and we'll use but it. But don't make don't make the testimonial thirty minutes long. Like yeah. just, just a <laughs> don't make it a podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> but do tell us exactly what you have changed and how you know how much benefit you have gotten from the wellness guys and how how it affected you. Those are the most most important things uh, that we would love for you to include. So as always, guys, go to thewellnesscouch.com. Leave your comments below this particular fishy episode and uh, tell mm-hmm. us what you think and uh, tell us your thoughts on fish oil and what you have used and uh, different brands that you you come across too as well. But make sure you go to our iTunes because you know how Damien loves his five-star ratings and so do five we. Stars. So make sure five you leave us a five-star rating and uh, give us good feedback there. And subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And you know, there's so many new podcasts showing up on the Wellness Couch. I'm pretty excited about that. So make sure you go there too as well. So until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives, lead by example, and let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on the Wellness Couch Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Hi, this is Dr. Lawrence here from The Wellness Guys. Well, believe it or not, we are approaching the 100th episode of The Wellness Guys show. It's amazing, isn't it? One of the best part about this incredible journey for us has been hearing the life-changing stories that so many of our listeners have experienced. And now we want to interview you on The Wellness Guys show. That's right, you. All you have to do is record a short audio or video testimony on your phone or your computer for us to use on our 100th episode. Now you can send the audio or put a link on YouTube and email it to info at thewellnessguys.com to enter the draw to win a free vip ticket to the wellness summit in melbourne on saturday august the 17th that's going to be valued at 297 now that's not just it there's going to be more we're also going to throw in four audio av recordings from our goco summit valued at 147 dollars to give away to plus one lucky winner will be interviewed by us on our 100th episode so get to it and good luck